Welcome, friends. It's another exciting episode of Liquored Listings. This is your host, Big Earn McCracken, coming at you again with a favorite topic. This is one of my personal favorite topics, uh, topics because this is something that I was very passionate about, especially during the mid-2000s, right after the Chris Moneymaker boom uh, came out and poker was all across your television sets. Uh, we got to go and basically learn a new game. All of us avid, uh, avid card players got to learn a new game and see to the heights that each of us as individuals could uh, accomplish within that realm. Now tonight, the topic is going to be the greatest uh, poker players of all time. And normally I do a list of uh, just the top five, but I really had so much trouble breaking this down uh, other than the top two. Um, so I, I brought it up to nine with a couple of honorable mentions. Now, mind you, poker in my life has brought me uh, a lot of a lot of joy, uh, very little heartache. I have never pursued it as a career, um, and I don't recommend it for a lot of people. This is a profession that takes a certain mentality to succeed at. Um, you need to be able to handle lows. You need to be able to handle bad beats. You need to be able to trip up your aces, um, your folded aces. You need to be able to handle when the donkey to your right, you know, pushes you all in on the set on the flop and they'll catch a runner runner flush to beat you. You have to be able to handle it. You have to be able to handle both of you playing kings. Two players at the same table with pocket kings and somehow the other person catches a flush. You need to be able to center yourself, not put yourself on tilt and be able to, you know, regather and understand that this is just a game. And mathematically, if you play properly, you're going to come out ahead in the long run. Now, poker for me started, let's see, probably around 2005 was when I really started playing a ton. I helped me a lot. I, I used to play a lot on Full Tilt and Poker Stars. My handle was Drunken Stoned One. Um, and I did fairly well. I did enough to invest in a business. And it was just a side hobby at the time. But I did, I did enough to invest, uh, invest in that business. And apparently I was better at poker than predicting the future of the 2008 economic crash. Um, so I did lose my shirt there. But... There's a lot, of, a lot of good things that have come in life uh, through poker. It's recreational. It's a hobby for me, um, but a ton of fun. And so tonight, this is going to be about the greatest of all time. Now, mind you, there's the optimal game theories and all this shit that's going out there these days. And these guys uh, are playing with larger fields, um, but not a lot of them have the legendary status that goes along with being the greatest of all time and some will make it there. So let's just quickly, I wanna run through the honorable mentions of the top nine that I didn't get to. Uh, these people should be mentioned no matter what in the poker world uh, for what they've accomplished and what they've done throughout their career. And I apologize to all you new age players. You simply don't have a big enough resume to make the greatest of all time list. 
And some of you guys are phenomenal. Some of you guys are phenomenal. But let's just get the honorable mentions out of the way. Uh, Dewey Tomko needs to be on the list. Uh, 100% Dewey Tomko. TJ Cloutier. These are honorable mentions. If you don't know TJ Cloutier, old school, you need to uh, look at your poker history. Men the Master Nguyen. Certainly needed to get a little shout out there. Uh, Alan Cunningham. And a newer school player, but I still kind of consider him a little bit of the old guard. He's the old guard against the the new upstarts that are around right now is Jason Mercier. Um, and that's not that's not to discredit, uh, say, uh, Fedor Holtz, who is an unbelievable player in the modern area uh, era. Two bracelets. This guy is just like through the roof. Um, we got John Jawanda that almost made the list with five bracelets, 32 final tables, uh, 65 caches. And then the last honorable mention that I'll throw out there before I get to the top nine of all time would be uh, Chris Jesus Ferguson. Now his resume is unbelievably impressive, but my problem with Chris uh, dates back to Black Friday and <laughs> you, you fucking thief. So sorry there, Chris. You know, I, I, I'm not a big supporter. I really don't even like seeing you back on the scene uh, in the poker world these days. But your accomplishments do speak for themselves. So you were a world champ. You have to be mentioned in your ability to play the game. Your business. Uh, so let's, uh, let's not take too much time on Chris Ferguson right there because I could go off for ages. And this is only a half hour show. So let me just tell you again. It's anchor.fm liquor listings. Uh, go ahead and subscribe. We do all kinds of fun lists. You know, this is a little bit more lighthearted. We do some serious lists. We do some funny lists. Um, I'll, I'll name you what the best animal that attracts me. I can tell you the best superpower. Go ahead and mail me. Uh, tell me what you'd like to discuss at any time. If you want to be at a guest on the show, go ahead and hit me on my Twitter handle at J-B-O-A-N-C. H E seven nine. We can get on the show and we can discuss some of these topics. So we got a half hour. So I'm going to get right into the list. Number nine. This was tough. This was tough. I uh, ultimately had to bring number nine in as Johnny Chan. Uh, many of you are going to know Johnny Chan uh, from the movie Rounders. That's probably where a lot of you got introduced to the game of poker. Johnny Chan was, this is one of the most incredible feats of all time. Granted, the fields were a lot smaller back in the day. Not only did he win, and I believe it was 1987, 1988, the main event championship, he also came runner-up to Phil Hellmuth in the 1989 World Series of Poker main event. You gotta consider that those runs. This isn't a fluke. There's a reason the best players come back and back and back and make these incredible runs in this game. It's not easy to, you know, put such a resume together. There's no list of the greatest of all time that shouldn't include Johnny Chan. I mean, you gotta think about it. He has 10 bracelets, 27 final tables, 40, 45 caches. This is all at the World Series of Poker. 
Hall of Fame inductee in 2002. The list, I mean, his accomplishments go on and on and on. So without, without trying to break down if he was better than this guy or that guy, his resume speaks for itself. Johnny Chan coming in at number nine. Number eight. I went a little bit out there on this one, but I think I think you have to give credit where credit's due. I put Michael the Grinder, Ms. Rocky, uh, in at the number eight spot. And there's a there's a few reasons why. I mean, first you have to look straight at his World Series accomplishments. Uh, he has five World Series of Poker titles. Um, two World Poker Tour championships, seven World Poker Tour final tables. Um, he's cashed for over seventeen million. Uh, obviously, a shoe in for the final uh, for the Hall of Fame. I think he comes up this year. Yeah, I believe it's twenty twenty one that he's uh, up for consideration to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, five bracelets, like I said, thirteen final tables, fifty three cl- uh, caches. But here's here's the ultimate one. The 50,000 Poker Player Championship, which is a mix of all different live games. Remember, I'm doing a lot of live. I'm not I'm not talking about online for the most part. 50,000 Poker Player Championship. Three time winner. You are playing against the ultimate fields against the best competition. And it shows a certain skill level amongst all different games uh, in the poker community. Number eight, Michael Mizraki, the grinder, certainly belongs on that list. Number seven, Texas Dolly. That's right, Doyle Brunson, the grandfather of poker. This guy, there is no list that can be uh, included for everything that he's done for the poker community. There, it was so fun when poker really became relevant to see the old Doyle Brunson sitting there and still schooling the younger players. Um, on top of that, you can look at his resume, which is very, very impressive. One of uh, just the three or four people that have won uh, consecutive main event championships, including the 76 and 77 championship. Uh, he has 10 overall World Series of Poker bracelets. 26 final tables, 32 caches, the 2004 Legends of Poker World Poker Tour Championship inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1998. What hasn't this guy done? He was still relevant when poker had its boom. That's how big of a persona and life that this guy has led in the poker community for this long. There's no way this list was uh, complete without Doyle Brunson making the list. Let's move on. We're going, I only got 30 minutes trying to save some time for the best few at the top. Number six. All right. You still have to include some, at least one. And in my opinion, this is the best of the modern day poker player. Uh, live poker player of the younger generation. This guy has a resume that's out of this world. Um, Justin, I think it was Boosted J Bonimo uh, on Full Tilt back in the day. Uh, Z Justin, as some like to call him. 
this guy's career is so young but his resume is so crazy for for such a young career right now he has over 49 million dollars in live poker tournament caches um 2008 is the banner year for any poker player um that is the goal because the goal is making money in poker that's what it's for 2018 was the single greatest year in poker tournament history uh he won the super high roller event he has two world series of poker bracelets uh in that in 2018 he had 25.4 million dollars in caches it, can you just imagine that year i mean you are just playing at such a high level so much further ahead than your competition during that year and a lot of breaks are going your way don't get me wrong but he seemed to minimize any of those mistakes that come along with poker and minimized any errors this guy was constantly at the top of every event that he almost entered uh he has three world series of poker bracelets 55 caches and fourth all time uh in buy-ins that are under fifty thousand dollars that means he can play with uh us low-level people you know that can buy in for the thousand two thousand you know five thousand he doesn't just have to play in the smaller fields to create a legacy for himself this guy is if not the most dangerous one of the most dangerous players on the felt today do not get me wrong i nearly put him higher on this list but his legacy has just begun he will only climb on the greatest of all time poker list throughout uh throughout his career i have no question about that number five number five is probably going to throw off a few of you po uh, poker aficionados oh and I forgot to tell you what's in the glass today on liquor listings. That's right, we always have something going on. Today we've got a little McCollin cast condition scotch. Got a cherry oak flavor, goes down smooth. I'm telling you, for your everyday uh, scotch drinker, you don't want to you don't want to throw the lid off pricing. This is still coming in. I think it's around sixty nine ninety nine a bottle. You can sip one of the greatest scotches out there and uh you know i'm just sipping away and having a great time but number number five is Stu unger Stu unger was the prodigy of poker in my opinion and if anybody wants to learn his story there there's many many stories out there about him but there's also it, the pitfalls that can come uh through a, an addictive personality it wasn't just poker that was his addiction. He had many other vices that came along the way. This guy won and lost fortunes and fortunes over his time period. Now, some of his stats, um, he was the main event champion three times. Uh, he won the Super Bowl of champions. During that time, that was the second most uh, prestigious event during those times. He won consecutive World Series of Poker titles five bracelets 15 caches and he last won the main event back in i think it was 1997 if i have my memory is serving me right that you know 15 years between his back-to-back -back consecutive main event championships 
it means that he just had a knack for it. His other passion, uh, other game that he was incredibly astute at was gin rumming. This man is a legend and he is the figure that your parents warned you about when it came to gambling. Stu Unger is a story that every single person that's that just loves poker and loves a great story. I'd love to see a really modern take on a movie about this man's life. Uh, he he was one of a kind, and I'm sure in his in his era, he was considered the greatest poker player that there was. So number five comes in with Stu Unger. Now we have to move on to the top four, and we can already guess three of them. Uh, I'm gonna put. I keep tossing this one back and forth. I keep tossing it back and forth between four and three. I've got my number one and number two. But when I really think about this one, I'm going to go ahead and put Daniel Negreanu at number four. And here's why. Let me take a little sip real quick. He is arguably the face of poker he is what people define poker to be when when he this guy is everywhere he's a marketing genius as well talking at a table this guy brings the fun out in poker he's constantly chatting has a pretty good demeanor sometimes gets a little pissy at the table Um, but he generally has a great demeanor at the table people love playing with him but it's not just about now his resume is unbelievable it really is uh if we just took a quick look at it he's got six world series of poker bracelets that's phenomenal 45 final tables 148 caches he was the world series of poker runner-up player of the year twice I mean, nine World Poker Tour final tables with two wins, $42 million in caches, 2014 Hall of Fame member. The list goes on and on with this gentleman. I personally wanted to keep him outside of my top nine. I am not the biggest D-Negs. I think that's what he goes by, at Real Kid Poker at Twitter. Um, But his results matter. And I'm a big fan of football. And you can't tell me that Peyton Manning is better than Tom Brady. There a simple reason in is results matter. Winning, winning, winning. We judge ourselves by winning. Our peers judge us by winning. It's not to say, I mean, number four, this is why I, I was swapping around with number three. This guy, Dan Legrano, what a career, what an ambassador for the game of poker. Um, he's, he's just a really great face for uh, the brand. And what a spectacular career. And he certainly deserves to be uh, mentioned uh, of the greatest poker careers of all time. Coming in at number four. Number three. This is the one I was flip-flopping around right here. And I couldn't 
decide who I was going to put in the front. But here it is. Eric Seidel. This is a 30-plus year career. And you're going to laugh because a lot of you that are just like somewhat poker fans aren't going to immediately recognize that name. You know, if you're if you're coming into the game late and trying to know who the greatest players are, you're not he's not going to be one that's going to be on your radar. He's stoic. He's calm. Doesn't make a name for himself. He just goes about his business over and over and over. Uh, you'll probably recognize him from the movie Rounders, where he famously lost in the movie to Johnny Johnny Chan. Uh, you know, he came runner up in the World Series of in the World Series of Poker that year, and it was made famous in the uh, movie Rounders. However, um, he has thirty-seven million dollars in cashes, eight, mind you, eight World Series of Poker titles. Uh, 2010 Hall of Famer, 35 final tables, 92 caches. He's just the embodiment of that person that is grinding out a living, except at the highest of levels. He also seems like the type, and I don't know, obviously, I don't know him personally, but he seems like the type that has every cent that he's ever made too like i can't see him living in a lavish house eric seidel is probably one of the chillest coolest figures that most people don't know about and i believe his results are just slightly ahead of daniel negranos so i'm putting him at my number three we come down to the final two i'm sure everyone out there in listening land can uh appreciate these final two and I'm, these two are head and shoulders above the rest plain and simple but i'm giving a slight edge to one my number two is phil hold on give me another sip there i can't give me another sip i don't even i i oh, give me one more sip Most people would call him No Home Jerome. Coming in at number two is Phil Ivy. And are you this guy? I wonder what he would actually have accomplished. This conversation could be a little bit harder when it comes to the live tournament poker greatest of all time if he played uh, as much. He takes a lot of time off, but I mean, part of that's due to this uh, trouble he got in with Brigada and and overseas. He's he's had quite the career in the uh, professional gambling world. He, most of his, I think all but one, I I can't remember completely, but he has 10 World Series of Poker titles. Put it that way. Is it all of them or nine out of 10 coming off? No limit hold'em. Uh, all the rest of his titles come from like Omaha, Mixed Games, Raz. Uh, he seems to excel at that like he has an edge over the rest of the field. His brain just works in a certain way that gives him an advantage in the less popular games. And one I think that actually has 
less variables than a no limit hold'em. No limit hold'em is, is there's a lot more variables. Um, Phil Ivey just has the resume to be close to number one, doesn't quite get there. Uh, he's always in the nosebleed cash games. Um, let's see. I want to look at his results real quick. Ten bracelets. Only him, Johnny Chan, Doyle Brunson, and Phil Helmuth have done that. 31 final tables. 59 caches. Uh, Hall of Famer in 2017. And I just remember the story of when they when they went against the uh Andy Block, the billionaire, and a group of poker players challenged them and they were down. And then they put Phil, Phil Ivey in and just ended up crushing uh the billionaire and taking the money back for the uh for the poker players that were playing him on a general basis. I you'll have to look into that story to really appreciate uh what he did. Um this guy definitely it was it was a it was a close close call but uh number one edged him out you know by a not a fair margin but much more than a c here so phil ivy i the one thing you don't want to do is gamble with phil ivy on anything that guy would gamble on which bird flew off the fucking wire first and he'd get he'd lay you great odds and then he'd pick up a rock and send it to send it at the one on the far right so it will fly out first this guy will get an advantage and he will win that bet so without prolonging this at all our number one without a doubt is the other phil the greatest of all time the poker brat that's right it's phil Helmuth. there is nothing like this this guy and i'm gonna get all right there's so many of you out there that are just going to hate this call, but that's okay because hashtag positivity, read his book. He has a bunch of books, but read positivity. It's a gem. Go ahead and take the time to read that because it's not just about poker. It's about life. He has a new outlook, a new vision, and the results keep coming in. His career is so long. He's the 1989 world champion. He has 15. Five more than the next closest competitor. Do you even understand the vast difference in five bracelets at the World Series of Poker? And he continues to win in the modern era. 64 final tables, 165 caches, five World Poker uh, Tournament final tables, main event. Th there is nothing this guy has not done. Now we get to see him gracing our uh, screens uh, in this heads up battles uh, where he swept Antonio Esfandiari unbelievable the magician what a great poker player um, but swept him three straight games then the guy that criticizes him number four on my list Daniel Granu challenges him and with a little bit of white magic boom dodging it all and remember what I told you earlier about the Kings I didn't want to mention it at the time but that was Phil Helmuth he took that loss against uh, Negrano and didn't beat himself up. Read that book, Positivity. Hashtag it, Positivity. I'm telling you, this guy is what it what the poker player uh, should be when it comes to accomplishments. There are antics that 
become involved with it, but he has this one persona, like everyone considers him tight. And he uses that to advantage. He can read his opponents. That's a lost, lost art form in the modern, modern poker realm. Everyone's trying to do optimal game theory. And he just doesn't seem to have the same time for it. And why? Why fix what's not broken? This man is the legend, the greatest poker player of all time in tournaments. And I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the poker world without not just his accomplishments, but his personality. So Phil Hellmuth, number one, follow him on Twitter. This guy is amazing. Um, and that's our show tonight, guys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Liquor Listings is blowing up. Now, obviously, we can only stay on the air for a few ways. Go ahead and subscribe. Donate if you can. If you can't, you're sub, uh, you're just subscribing and sharing this podcast. Spreads the word. I got bills to pay. Other than that, love you all. Can't wait till the next episode. And once again, remember, Phil Helmuth, greatest of all time. Have a great day. Stay safe. Thank you.